good to be here with you today. My name is Jeff Ross. I'm one of the associate pastors here at the church, and uh, uh, we're checking in over the last few weeks. So uh, I hope that uh, as you're traveling around this summer that you'll remember you can check in through the live stream and you can uh, join us uh, no matter where you are in some of the places that you've seen uh, or come in here and join us. If we've got folks that are checking in on the live stream today, we welcome you. Glad that you're joining with us uh, in that format. Um, Today's Father's Day, so again, uh, happy Father's Day to our fathers, and I know that uh, many of you will be checking in uh, with uh, dads and, and folks uh, during the day. So we're uh, here this morning, and uh, we're going to talk about the Trinity. Uh, so some of you have been checking in over the last few weeks, and Marion has been talking a, a few, a number of weeks ago, we had Easter and resurrection, and we, uh, she talked about Ascension Sunday, and last week, uh, Pentecost. And so, as we talk about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and how they work together, uh, we're trying to just sort of check in to help folks uh, see how all those work together. And so, that's kind of a confusing thing, but we're going to try to break that down a little bit today. Uh, and you'll be comforted to know that even the disciples were struggling <laughs> with this. We'll look at that. So let's start with our scripture passage uh, today. It comes from John chapter 16, verses 5 through 11. But now I go away to the one who sent me. Jesus is talking. None of you ask me, where are you going? Yet because I have said these things to you, you are filled with sorrow. I assure you that it is better for you that I go away. If I don't go away, the companion won't come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he'll show the world it was wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. He will show the world it was wrong about sin because they don't believe in me. He will show the world that it was wrong about righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you won't see me anymore. He will show the world that it was wrong about judgment because this world's ruler stands condemned. May God's presence and wisdom guide us this morning as we explore this whole idea about the Trinity. So, a little further in this passage, if you have John 16 on your tablet or phone or uh, one of the Bibles that you brought or that's in the pew, you'll see that in verse 18, uh, the disciples turn to each other after Jesus talks about this and a little bit more, and they go, what does he mean? <laughs> kind of quietly behind his back. What the heck is he talking about? Do any of y'all understand uh, what Jesus is talking about? And they don't. And so uh, uh, the Trinity has always been one of those things we, we, we try to figure out. Uh, the Trinity is three, God uh, the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot of threes uh, in the Bible, faith, hope, and love in that great Corinthians passage, the greatest of these is love. Sin in this passage, it was interesting, he talked about the Holy Spirit giving us direction because we were wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. We're going to get into that 
in a minute. God, Son, the Holy Spirit. For those of y'all that have been confirmed in the Methodist Church, I'm sure that you uh, know all about uh, the three uh, means of, or the three terms of grace: provenient grace, judge, uh, uh, justifying grace, and sanctifying grace. Uh, so we love to put things in threes. Threes are kind of wild. So how are they connected? Um, well, thankfully, uh, further back in John, in the 8th chapter, in the 12th verse, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. I've been reading a couple of books by Richard Rohr, R-O-H-R. Uh, if you're not familiar with Richard Rohr, great read. Uh, I would encourage you to, uh, to, to look at that. He has a, a, something he said in a, a recent book, light is less something you see directly, and more something by which you see all other things. I love that description. So light illuminates, light guides, light opens up our eyes. We can see things because of the light. We don't see the light directly, but we see things better. So if Jesus is the light of the world, if we look through Jesus, we see the world in a better way. And that's part of uh, what we're going to talk about with the idea of the Trinity. So let's hope this morning that if we look through Jesus, that the Trinity will become a little clearer. So um, what I've got this morning and what I set up is I think what we typically do with the Trinity, uh, we separate them. Okay, if we can understand God and then separately understand Jesus, and then separately understand the Holy Spirit, then we'll get it. The problem is that doesn't really work because it's not an academic exercise. It's not a dissection of each of these characters uh, and that if we isolate them and study them, then we'll understand the whole. Uh, actually, and all metaphors break down, but uh, I'm hoping that this one is helpful to some. Actually, understanding the Trinity is about how they go together and the dance that they're in rather than trying to separate them into their component parts. And so we're going to talk about that. But so for a way of understanding the Trinity, it looks more like this. They're in movement. They're dancing. Uh, yeah, y'all can clap. Um, they're in movement together. It's not one does one thing and another does another. They don't operate separately. They always operate together. And so they don't do that. And they don't do this. They do this. And so actually I think this metaphor works better uh, if some folks would help me. So I'm going out on a limb. I don't have any plants. But do any of y'all know how to juggle? And would you come up here and just do that for a second? There's got to be some people in a room this big that can juggle. Lost art. Oh, my gosh, really? Okay, there's at least one person. Anybody else? I see that hand. I can grab Ah, there we go. Good. 
That's okay. You can grab any color or a combination. There we go. Okay, go ahead. Look at that. See, Jeblin's like riding a bike. He said it's been a long time, but look at him. Very good. One more set. Very good. Look at that. All right. All right. Give him a big hand. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks a lot. All right. So one of the things uh, I wanted us to see is that everybody does this a little differently. Uh, if you look at jugglers, um, let me swap out here. Um, you can juggle this way. You can juggle in a circle. Um, you can do kind of different patterns. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, and so it's a dance. It's a, a walking with God. It's a participation with God with the abilities and the talents uh, that God has uh, and that God gives us. And it's looking through the lens of Christ, again, this light that comes into our life, uh, as to how we see God working in our lives and in each other's lives. And it's an appreciation for just a foundational belief that God is working in each of our lives. So it's not trying to set up friend and foes uh, or uh, haves and have-nots. It's a belief and an understanding that God is in all things. God is in us. God is in you and God is in me. And God is at work in your life maybe differently than God is at work in my life. And so it's not about necessarily studying and dissecting, okay, so what is God and who is Jesus and what does the Holy Spirit do? But it's an understanding of how they're at work in all of our lives uh, all the time. And this looks differently in different ways. Um, Justin Combs. How many of y'all know Justin Combs? Great, good. Justin Combs uh, is a, a member of the Roswell United Methodist Church, came here a few years ago, uh, and right now is preaching at a church in Dawsonville. Uh, Justin, this past week at annual conference, was licensed as a licensed local pastor. He starts seminary this fall and is going through the process of becoming a United Methodist minister. If you were at the men's breakfast a couple of weeks ago, you heard Justin's story about how God has been at work in his life. And so how I see the Trinity at work in, in your life, but especially uh, just for this illustration in Justin's life, is that God called from the very formation of Justin, God put in this call to ministry. Justin began to understand that through this light of Christ that began to open his eyes to what God was doing in his life. Jesus uh, gives Justin uh, the, the way of understanding how to be a minister, how to love, how to care, how to uh, forgive, how to extend grace. Uh, Jesus is the one who gives him the, the way of doing that. And the Holy Spirit, if you've heard Justin's testimony, 
has been at work in Justin's life, convicting, leading, guiding, pushing, nudging uh, him along this path of walking fully into who God has created him to be. And so that dance, that, that uh, it's not a, a one or the other, but it's the way in which the, uh, God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus all work in each of our lives to get us to the point where God is trying to guide and lead and open doors uh, for us. Richard Rohr, again, says, the Trinity offers humanity a reconnection with God, self, and the world that is still unfolding in grace and transformation. The realization on the part of both contemplatives and physicists that the foundational nature of reality is relational. Everything is in relationship with everything else. This understanding of Christianity, Rohr says, has long, has long been affirmed through the understanding of the Trinity, how God works in relationship with uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's, it's a relationship. It's a dance. Uh, it's a way of interacting and weaving in and out through the different uh, process. Um, the spirit moves beyond, Roar continues, the spirit moves beyond duality, patriarchy, domination, nurturing the body, letting your ego fall away, affirming unity, and cherishing diversity. What would happen in your life right now if you accepted what God has created and even allowed. What would happen in your life if you embraced that? Uh, if you fully walked in the midst of that? Suddenly, this becomes a safer universe. You have nothing to be afraid of. It's understanding that God is for you. God is actually leaping towards you. God is on your side. Really, honestly, more than you're even on your side. And I think that's what God is trying to help us see in the fullness of who God is. And so too often, I think, in the church, we try to uh, dissect and separate and analyze. And, and while there's a place for that, we miss the point of how God is working in this dance of life if we only focus on the parts. And so John 16, the scripture passage we read a few minutes ago. Um, we're, we're in good company. Jesus says all these things, and the disciples turn to each other and go, did you get that? What, what did he mean by that? What did I miss? And the other disciples, look, I don't know. I thought you could explain it. Um, and they turn to each other and, and just kind of throw up their hands. Um, well, this trinity, I think, is a, is a construct to help us get at it. But again, it's not like we're solving a problem. Who can figure it out and come up with the best metaphor? Really, it's more of a dance. It's a walking with and through and in God, Son, and Holy Spirit, faith, hope, and love, sin, righteousness, and judgment uh, as we see. So this passage says that the Holy Spirit comes to help us 
alleviate some of this confusion. Uh, the passage said that, that uh, we've gotten our understanding of sin, righteousness, and judgment wrong. And so uh, the, the point of the Holy Spirit, the point of what God is doing in part, is to help correct us, get us on the right path and right understanding of who God is and what God is trying to do in and, and through our lives. So sin is not so much, did you notice, not so much about keeping rules as it is in keeping a relationship. It said you were wrong about sin because people do not believe in me. And so the words aren't about uh, that you didn't do the right things, you didn't keep the laws, you didn't keep the rules. It, it's all about a relationship, uh, that sin was more about believing in uh, than it was in what we did or what we do. He goes on to say that, that, uh, that righteousness is not an achievement, but righteousness is a surrender in faith. And so to get at that, let me go uh, back a little bit. In Genesis 15 and 6, and then in Romans chapter 4, it's talking about Abraham. And all through the Bible, Abraham is lifted up uh, as this person of faith. And Abraham is held up and against the rules and laws of the Old Testament, and even in the New Testament, Abraham is lifted up as the patriarch of our faith uh, over and against the Pharisees or the rule keepers in Jesus' day. And, it, and it's an important point uh, that, that uh, John is making here that we need to understand what God is trying to do. Uh, in Genesis 15, 6, it says that Abraham trusted the Lord and the Lord credited him, it to him as righteousness. So Abraham had faith, and Abraham kept some of the rules, but it wasn't his rule keeping, it wasn't the task that he did that was credited to him as belief or as righteousness. He wasn't lifted up because he kept the right number of rules. His faith was lifted up because he believed, he had a relationship with God, he trusted God. Paul speaks about this in Romans 4, uh, verses 18 to 22. It says, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, against all hope, Abraham believed. I love that because so many of us get in situations like that, don't we, where we just don't see a way forward. We don't see how in our life, in our time, our finances are in a situation, a relationship with somebody is in such a bad place. We don't see any hope of this getting better. And so the, this phrase that is attributed with uh, Abraham's life, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. When there was no hope at all, Abraham still pursued and walked in faith. And so it's this relationship that Abraham has with God, this trust that's lifted up as the, the peace uh, that we remember. Um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God is at work in our lives in all aspects of uh, 
the attributes of these three characters. To follow Christ in this world means that we are seeking friends and not foes. We are in, we're, we're in a dance in all of our relationships. We're in a dance in our faith. We're in a dance in the church. We're in a dance in community. And so I, I, I wonder this morning if you are willing to dance with God. Is that something that you would consider a doing and being? What would hold you back from that, entering that dance? For some of us, it's this uh, mental ascent. We've got to understand these parts separately before we can bring them together and understand them. As I kind of described in Justin's life, uh, God is working in different ways, helping us to understand who we are, guiding a shining light on experiences, uh, bringing people into our lives, convicting us in our own spirit. It's all pieces of that at, at all at once coming together. God's not a problem to be solved. God is an invitation to this dance. So what would happen in your life right now if you accepted what God has created and even allowed in your life? Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for who you are, that you come in and you speak to us, that you guide us, that you lead us, that, that, that Jesus comes in to bring light into the room so that we can see the various parts and we can see you at work in the various places of our lives and our world. So God, we ask you to help us to be open to that light, that we'll pay attention to it, that we'll be drawn to it, that we'll walk in the direction of that light, that we won't come with preconceived ideas and already formulated opinions as to what that means or what that is, but we'll be open to what it is that you're trying to do in us. We'll listen to the Holy Spirit. We'll live into who you've created us to be that will experience this trinity, God, at least as much as we try to dissect it and figure it out. Walk with us, God, as we open our hearts and lives, as we, like Abraham, walk and dance into this relationship to embrace it and trust you and where you'll take us. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. You've been given over the last few weeks a, a good bit of theology uh, with Ascension Sunday and Pentecost and Trinity uh, Sunday, and hopefully this foundational pieces uh, will help sort of guide and direct uh, your walk and, and path. There are a variety of ways in which you can uh, respond here at Chapel Roswell, and so uh, if you'd like to give, uh, there are some ways on the screen uh, that you can see, uh, we do uh, uh, rely on gifts and, and generosity of the church to keep all of the activities and ministries that you see around uh, going, and we appreciate 
your help. If you'd like to get more involved, you can see uh, any of the folks that have been on stage today or folks that have been greeting you uh, as you come in. We'd love to know your story and get to know you better. Thank you.